This week's episode made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com. Good morning, Memphis. You are listening to Meanwhile in Memphis on WYXR Radio 91.7 FM, and I am your host, Anna Thompson, with New Memphis. New Memphis is a local leadership development nonprofit with a full spectrum of leadership programs from collegians all the way to C-suite executives. And you can learn more about all that we have to offer over at newmemphis.org. And I am very excited for our guest today, dear listener. But before we get into our guest, I have a very special co-host with me this morning. She um, loves true crime as much as I do, and she loves history and the cemeteries of Memphis even more. So say good morning, Miss <laughs> Mary Tickle. Good morning. So today we have someone that only Mary could help me co-host for. So we have Kimberly Bearden, who is the executive director of Elmwood Cemetery in the studio with us. And we have a very full episode, dear listener, so I don't want to take too much time. But for those who do not know what Elmwood is, it is the most historic ground in this part of the world. Elmwood was established as part of the rural cemetery movement, which swept the nation in its early to mid-1800s. It's a classic example of the garden cemetery with its park-like setting, sweeping vistas, shady knolls, large stands of ancient trees, and magnificent monuments. Elmwood is the final resting place for those who created Memphis history and has emerged today as Memphis's finest and oldest active cemetery. You can take tours, um, there are monuments, there are special events you could potentially volunteer at. They are always needing costumed actors and more. So you can actually email Kim, our guest today, at kim at elmwoodcemetery.org to learn more about all of that. But without further ado, here's our conversation with the wonderful Kim Bearden. Welcome, Kim, to our studio this morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm really excited. Elmwood is a gem for our city, and so it was high time that we had some representation on this radio show. So um, we are going to get down to the the nitty-gritty of all that Elmwood has to offer for our community. But first, I want to hear a little bit about you, Kim. Oh, thank you so much. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for getting me on this show. We had a couple hiccups. In the essence of full disclosure, I'll say that she was very patient to have me. (laughs) She stuck with me. Anna stuck with me. So thank you very much. Absolutely. so a little bit about me. Well, my name's Kim. Okay. I am from the area. I claim the metropolitan Memphis area. Um, if I go, it's one of those things where, like, if you go out of town, you tell people you're from Memphis. But if you live in Memphis, you say, "I grew up in Mississippi." Yeah. So you know, and everybody who's from here understands. Yes, that. yes, yes. It's just like Atlanta. It, that's exactly. <laughs> that's great. So yes, I grew up in South Haven. Graduated from South Haven High School okay. in 1993. And I graduated from the University of Memphis. You know, that border that runs in between our states is pretty imaginary. I'm just going to throw that out there. It is super blurry. Yes. Um, So, anyway, graduated from the University of Memphis in 1998. And I, during my last semester of college, I was only taking, I only had one class left to take. So, I only was taking one class and had a lot of free time. So, (laughs) I had to basically work full time, which really stunk. I was Um, about to say, wait a second, that took a turn. Yeah, right. (laughs) I know. And everybody's depressed now. (laughs) Anyway, so (laughs) I was working at the Memphis Botanic Garden. I was working at the front desk. And 
uh, long story short, somebody knew somebody who who worked at this historic place in town, and they were like, "Oh, she, she needs a, a like a secretary type." And since you don't have any plans for immediately after school, you should just take this job, finish, you know, get a little bit more experience. It's a nonprofit, or and I was like, "What is this place? This sounds very interesting." She was like, yeah. "Oh, it's called Elmwood," and I was like, "Oh, well, what do they do?" She was like, "Well, it's a historic site." And I was like, okay, oh, how vague. I was like, oh, well, okay. So it's his, like, it's a museum. She was like, well, kind of. And I was just like, oh, cool. Okay. Well, kind of. Mm. So <laughs> I, um, then I called my, who would, the lady who would become my boss. And she's wonderful. And she answered the phone, um, you know, this is historic Elmwood Cemetery. How may I help you? And I was like, do what now? Record scratch. <laughs> like, excuse me. I decided to take the job when it was offered to me. Um, re- if I'm being honest with you, I did it for the story of it. I did it <laughs> okay, to be yeah. able to tell my dumb friends, whom I love, <laughs> um, do not get me wrong, to tell them, hey, I got a job in a cemetery. And it everybody like, like, yeah, yeah right. it's like a nice little cocktail party joke. It's, yeah. it's Listen, you will <laughs> never go to a place. If you work at a cemetery, you will never go anywhere in the world where you cannot. There's an opener for you all the time. Everywhere. That is actually lovely. Yeah. It is. And you really don't have to work at it. You just sit back and let the questions start coming and in. And just let people's faces just say it right. all. Right. Just sit there for a minute. And, and they're like, it. well, wait a second. G- yay. Great. Thank you. Yeah. What do you, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I love it. I love it so much because inevitably at every gathering where I meet people for the first time and they learn about what I do for a living, there's always one or two people whose faces just light up. They are so excited. That would be Mary. There you go. It's Mary. Well, (laughs) people like, I mean, I get, they go, oh my God, your job is so interesting. Mm -hmm. I love cemeteries. Yes. I I don't, and and there, there's a word for you people. (laughs) For you, yeah, there are lots of words for those people. Cemetery people are called taphophiles. Awesome. Say that three times fast. Right, it's T-A-P-H-O-P-H-I-L-E. Taphophile. Kinda. Kinda you will. Yeah. So anyway, you're a taphophile and I meet I meet taphophiles everywhere I go. And I seek out cemeteries when I go on road trips or go anyway, this is way off course from no, my no, original not, story. No, it's okay. Okay, so you took the job as kind of a gag. Yes, I did take the job, I'm gonna be honest. But um I my first day on the job, I quickly realized that this was much bigger than I was. This was um, something that was I mean the first my first day on at work was November eleventh. Um, and Ooh. that is Veterans Day. Yes, right. it is. So we had a Veterans Day program that day and we had a veteran from the who fought in the Battle of the Bulge. Oh yeah. Yes, yes, yes. World War II. Very big deal. Yes. I heard him speak. It was very moving to me and I instantly felt connected in a way that I hadn't ever felt connected to my place before. I'd grown up here. I'd lived in Memphis or South Haven or somewhere around I mean I've lived in all of the suburbs, the city proper, I've lived all over the place. Um I never felt as deeply connected as I did in that day. So I went home and I kind of, where I left for work was sort of a, ha ha, this is going to be, and then I came home and I was like, oh, wait a minute, this is something different. Um, Talked to my mom about it and I was like, 
I mean, like, do I keep doing this? And she was like, why don't you just do it for a little while? What else do you, you have? No, like, it was the 90s, okay? There was a, it was a different, <laughs> it was a different time. What else you got to do? There's Kim? exactly, I mean, you could get a job anywhere then. And during that, that era, it was like, oh, I want to work there. Okay, well, they'll hire you. I mean, it was like, it was no big deal. It was a different, I'm telling you, it was just very weird. So anyway, um, so I just kept it for a while. And then um, I just, long story short, I just stayed. And I kept getting responsibilities, and I kept asking for responsibilities. I wanted, and the internet was being born during this time mm-hmm. period. And so, you know, I've been around professionally from the birth of the internet, and it's been like this. And that's been very interesting for me to be around for that. That's changed Elmwood forever, mm-hmm. and everything forever. But you know, it's just fascinating. It even changed a cemetery, and all some it even changed them. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> those guys. <laughs> so. Uh, did I answer your question? I think you did. Um, but I was curious because I was like, well, how does one become executive director of, well, first a cemetery, but also the historic, it is a historic site. Your friend who got you there under false pretenses was not actually wrong. No. It is a, a, a big historic site. So how do you find that that has been, or has it been, the thing that kind of keeps you most intrigued over the years? Oh, for sure. I love a good story. Um, I... Just, I love them, and I love talking to people. I love hearing about their lives. Uh, how did you get here? I mean, how did you get to this moment? Yeah. What are all the twists and turns? Because um, everybody's so unique. You just don't know what to expect. You, we pass people in our city all the time. I was talking to Alex Turley about this not long ago, and I was like, Alex, I was downtown recently, and I didn't, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody that lived downtown. They were all young people running around <laughs> living in condos. And what is that? And he was like, I don't, I, I think that we did that. And I was like, I think you did do that. And that's cool to me because how did those people think to come to Memphis? Why are they here? Why did they want to come here? I want to talk to every single one of them. Unfortunately, life is not long enough for that. Um, uh, but I do love a good story. I love to hear where people came from and, the cemetery, there are 80,000 people buried at Elmwood. There's some good stories. There are some great stories there. There are some of the people who built the city of Memphis. There's some innovators, business people, um, people from every walk of life. Mm-hmm. If if your people, meaning your group of your family, your, your people, yeah. if they came to Memphis at any point, they're represented at Elmwood. So we've got different sections of Chinese Americans. We've got Greeks. Yeah. We've got German Americans, Irish. Uh, we've Formerly enslaved people are buried mm-hmm. at Elmwood. I mean, we've got veterans from all the major American wars are buried at Elmwood. Um, it's fascinating to me that now we're starting to see people of Hispanic descent being buried at Elmwood. Um, it just it's a reflection of what the city is. Yeah. It, that is cool to me. I think that in another life I was either an anthropologist or a sociologist. <laughs> Or all of the above. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, and this job is part of that just yeah. because I notice patterns. I look for patterns because they interest me because I want to know how did how in the world did you end up here? So anyway, uh, that's, yes, Elmwood keeps me busy and interested because um, cemeteries, you wouldn't think cemeteries touch as many things as they do, but we are the repository of of history. of history. We are everybody's lives. And, you know, so we learn a lot about a lot. And... Uh, That's interesting to me because again, it wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought. Well, perhaps I would think that Elmwood specifically is maybe has more hustle bustle than like a 
you know, your average cemetery. I don't know. Um, but how, what does a day look like for you? I'm sure none yeah. is the same. But like, what types of tasks, as you as you said, your responsibilities have grown so immensely mm. over the the decades you've been able to be there. Well, what is a day for me like? Well, I'll tell you what today was like. Okay. Um, uh, Let's we, hear it. Yeah. Well, I am coated in about three layers of dried sweat, so aren't you glad you're listening to a podcast and not sitting across <laughs> from me like these poor ladies? Um, we are. Uh, I just Elmwood just completed a the purchase of five, of a, um, some property to the north of our cemetery. Um, oh, I know gate. what that is. Yes. Right. It's an open. We. It's 1.4 acres. It took quite a while to get that finished mm-hmm. and it was a full court press for a long time but we just completed the sale and so we're beginning we're going to turn that into a parking lot slash green space for overflow parking for our events for our field trip parking buses need a place to park that's a, kind of always been a problem and yeah. they can't get across that bridge no they can't it's they really can't it's a one-way bridge. i don't know if you've ever been there yes, but I it's have. a one-way <laughs> nor should they <laughs> right it's got a, i think a seven ton limit on the bridge so anyway uh, I had Good several contractors meetings this morning outdoors, and then we are talking about things as exciting as fencing. We are talking about exciting things like um, t- tree stump grinding. Mm-hmm. We are talking about that. Um, uh, we are also, and then this afternoon, that took my whole morning, and then this afternoon, um, I've started working on another project. We've got a big event coming up we, that we do annually. It's called the Soul of the City. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's this event where that people can. It's admission based, and mm-hmm. so you come and you can buy tickets on the half hour, anytime on October sixth, seventh, and eighth. And uh, we expanded it this year. We added a night, so I hope that goes well. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing it. I, I'm excited about it. Anyway, and we have, you can come and you follow a tour route and you meet eight of the residents who are buried at Elmwood, yeah. and they tell their stories. Um, they're uh, actors who are dressed in costume. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot goes into this production. Uh, we all we pre-tape it so that we can show it online and at an, a, a film event at the end of the month. And um, this year for the Soul of the City, um, we are going to have food trucks on site. Oh, and we are doing... And, and this year also, I should mention... We, we just started doing themed tours over the past couple of years, and we're not going to do it every year, but I decided this year we were going to do Memphis music because we have a lot of Memphis musicians mm-hmm. buried at Elmwood who represent the history of mem- of music in Memphis, and that's our best at export, y'all. I mean, like, yes. mm-hmm. that's the for thing sure. that the world knows us, the world over know, knows yes. us for. So pretty excited about doing that. We even have an Elvis Presley connection buried at Elmwood, so I'm excited to share that. <laughs> We're going to be playing their music in the cemetery as you walk from site to site. You're going to hear the music in the background, so it's going to be a pretty cool experience. And um, how do you think the residents feel about these events? I have thought about that a whole lot. It's a very good question. No, no, seriously, that is a good question because... How would you like somebody talking about you and you couldn't say anything to defend yourself? Mm -hmm. That's not always going to be cool. But here's what I try to do. I try to always keep in mind how would your family members feel about this? Always. I'm not going to talk out of time. I really am not going to talk. I'm not going to say anything about you that your (laughs) great, great, great grandkids wouldn't say about you. Um, And I would hope that somebody would afford me the same respect 
later on if if I by chance end up on the tour, which I have no intention of because I'm not that I'm not that interesting. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, I just work there. I didn't build a building or move industry. Um, anyway, uh, so I do take that into consideration. Um, it's got to be a fine line. There is a fine line, and I'm glad that you said that. That that is exactly how, and it's not anything that I can point out or Mm -hmm. necessarily put into words. There's no rule book, but there, for instance, there are a couple people that I didn't want to have on the tour this year who were Memphis musicians because they have not. They've only been recently passed Mm -hmm. away from the last couple of years, and while they're interesting and their stories are great, and they certainly deserve it, I will do that later. Like they need a little bit. Like I, everybody needs to just have, I don't have know, some time. Have some time to reflect and process their passing, mm-hmm. and then we can talk about them. I don't know how else to say that. Yeah. yeah. What's well, interesting too, because y'all also one of the events you'll have, and you've had for a long time, I think, is the Scoundrels. What is it? So people scandals and scoundrels yes. tour. So people who might not be so favorably remembered. But they're. I will say this about that. That's a very good point. These people are famously infamous. No. Ah, okay. So it transcends anything. Our information came from outside sources. So I don't feel like we're stepping on their um, angelic toes, if you will. (laughs) I don't feel like we are. I feel like we are representing stories that have been widely broadcast. Okay. That's an interesting, mm-hmm. interesting sidebar. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a Memphian, um, a native Memphian myself, I went to many a field trip to Elmwood. And oh, actually, um, I probably gave you a tour at some point. You probably have. <laughs> probably so it's just very interesting. Um, as part of being the executive director of Elmwood Cemetery, what kind of unique challenges arise as, I mean, it might look a little different than being the executive director of any other historic site. <laughs> It, well, I don't know. Um, that's a that, boy. That's a big question because we deal with um, we deal with site specific issues that arise. So, like we've got historic preservation that we have to think about all the time. Mm-hmm. For instance, the cemetery is 170 years old this month. Okay, um, that's that's one, two, three, a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Um, we've got buildings on the property that are almost that old. I was about to say, just that there about, have yeah. constant care needs. Um, so there are infrastructure needs that I'm thinking about all the time that are challenging. I mean, really, it doesn't go away. I think about roads. I I have learned so much about asphalt and concrete that I thought, I, I, why would I ever know? I've learned a lot about trees. I, I'm I'm not going to say that I'm a, an arborist, but I'm a pretend arborist. An armchair arborist an is armchair how I'll put arborist. it that. I will I say all these terms. Armchair. But yep. the, the cemetery is an arboretum, is it not? It is. Level 3 arboretum with yeah. the um, Tennessee um, Arboretum folk. And there um, used to be some champions, some state we champs We just got our, champ, our last champion knocked off the list. Yeah, I'm I very, know. I'm very sad about that. But, yeah. I mean, they it's found another. Cedar. Very good. Ma'am. <laughs> Very good. Would you like to become a tour guide at Elmwood Cemetery? I'm telling you, when I when I posed this interview to the to the staff, I was like, I have one person in mind to join me on this, and Mary was like, it better be me. Good. And it was. It was. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I loved I'm kind of kidding, but if you, uh, yes, our Atlas Cedar just got knocked off. Somebody else had yeah. found one bigger in the state. To be fair, Tennessee is a very big state. Yeah. And for a long time, we had like 20 champion trees on our property. So, you know they they've grown their program and yeah. so we got knocked off now um any real armchair arbor what is it Ar- arborist arborist don't get all like tumors corner on us and go after these actual champions we, <laughs> right that's that's not the kind of like bitter that we need to be no, spreading we got to keep it cool yeah we got to keep it cool got to keep it above board people. yes 
So anyway, I think about our infrastructure a lot because I want Elmwood to be inviting and beautiful for the families who are coming there to remember their loved ones. I also want people to feel comfortable and I want people to sort of relax a little bit when they're on the property because they are plugged in. There's this headspace that you go into when you Mm -hmm. go into a cemetery. Absolutely. Kind of a somber. Yeah, that's right. Kind of stiff. Kind of sacred in a way. And you feel connected to something while you're in cemeteries. So I want to do everything that I can to make that moment that you're there in your life, because it's a blip, a good experience for you, something that's going to be meaningful. And um, so that's, that's I think about infrastructure a lot. We've grown a gardening program at Elmwood called mm-hmm. our Cradle Gardening Program, yeah. which I'm very proud of. Um, I'm proud of it because I didn't do it. The, I have a lot of <laughs> volunteers who do it. Uh, so I have to, they're incredible people. Um, they've made the, the ground so beautiful. So the, the Elmwood was this, was like a level eight beautiful, and now it's a level 10 because of the work that they've done and all the manpower that they've, that they've given us just because they love it. So I think about that a lot, but I also think about things that are inside our office too. We've got records that are 170 years old. We've got papers that are 170 years old. And I think about archiving those. And and I'm always sort of in the back of my head running this questionnaire checklist of myself. Am I doing everything I'm supposed to do to take care of take care of these papers? Am I are they being well kept? Are they is the humidity in that room correct? How is our plumbing here? How is is our plumbing because we yeah. 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 Um, anyway, um, I'm always sort of sort of thinking about that. Um, I'm thinking about the people who volunteer at Elmwood, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about the people who work for Elmwood all the time because they're the heart and soul. Um, the institutional knowledge of the people who work at Elmwood is big. Um, typically, when you get a job at a cemetery, it, this is a little fun fact for oh, everybody okay. listening. Yeah, okay. perfect, everybody. When you get a job at a cemetery, you don't typically leave that job. There's a lot of longevity in these jobs really? because it is part museum, part educational facility, part church. Um, it's a little bit, and you get to help people It when there's when everybody else, all the rest of the help in the world is gone, you're the last man standing. And so you get to help them achieve um, the dignity and the peace that they need. Uh, even when they they might not be able to, so it's that's what I think about a lot. Um, hmm. There's probably more. I have I, an active board of trustees. Yeah. I haven't even talked about that. <laughs> I, would, I would venture to say there's probably a lot more that goes into it. But it's interesting just to hear you talk about it because I feel like there are like sectors of the work. There's like the whole event space, like the public facing side, like the tours and the field trips and all of that other stuff. All the all the Memphis community that comes to Elmwood for that purpose and then there's the obvious that it is a cemetery it is we're active and Mm -hmm. so like family members who are grieving and who are going on their own journeys and who are there and they don't want to be there nope and Mm -mm. you know there's all of that that you have to put into that environment and then there's the employees and then there's the historic data like you said the museum part of it all which we're actually going to circle back to but i just wanted to take a minute and be like wow that is it's like being the executive director of like a lot of different 
yeah. individual institutions. Which is why I, I I must say this before we move on. Yeah. I can't. There is room in this world for everybody. There's room for accountants, and I think that this world needs CPAs. I think that we need a whole lot of doctors. I think we need always need lawyers. We need electricians and plumbers and all that jazz. But I'm telling you, a good liberal arts major, there's nothing wrong with it. Get your Listen, if you are listening to me and you're like, I don't know, should I major in history? Should I major all in English? All the parents are like, wait a second. I know. I know. And listen, my dad, bless his heart, he was like, communications. Can you at least... On communication, please do communication. If I was going to go to the fancy private college, no. I at least my my um, my medical family was like, wait, what? I know, I know. My dad was. I mean, he's in sales, and he was just like really seriously. And I was like, it's English, my bro, and it's creative writing, my bro. <laughs> but so yes. a good liberal arts degree will open doors for you that you didn't anticipate obviously i heard somebody say this to me some years ago and it resonated with me so i just um wanted to give a shout out to all them english majors out in the world do not give up retweet yep (laughs) so um you talked a little bit about one of the things that is on your mind constantly is the historic documents and keeping them you know preserved and accessible and things like that so one big thing that's news worthy is that y'all are right digitizing yes oh my god this was such a I man i'm telling you <laughs> did I'm i so step ex- into something no, here? i'm excited <laughs> to talk about it let's talk about databases yeah it's right. exciting yeah. i know you wanted to hear about that get fired up man okay so this but that's a big deal man, it, it was is a big, big deal. deal it is such a big deal the amount of work that went into this and if i didn't say that my staff historian wasn't an absolute champion. She, her name is Kelly Sowell, and she did Woo-hoo. an amazing job on this project. And Bob Barnett, my assistant director, did an amazing job on it. They, I mean, just with the work that they did. Did I mention that there are 170 years of documents in yeah, Elmwood? So that translates like... to, if you go into the archives at my work, um, open the fireproof door. There are Casual. about 130,000 file folders at Elmwood in the vaults. Wow. And what that, uh huh. Wow. It's <laughs> a lot of That's file a folders. Lot of paper. A lot of paper. We do paper. <laughs> we we just do. I mean, you have to. You, you have, have to. You have, yeah, it's just the You're way old. things were done. So, and that's okay because I have an. There, I would have said something different some years ago, but I have an appreciation for paper now that I never had before. And I think if you live long enough, you may feel yeah. the same way. She's like having a book instead of a Kindle. Mm-hmm. Something about it. Or a reader, yeah. Uh, especially if you do if you're into history. So, yes. um anyhow, uh, we had to take our lot books, which are this is another reason, this is another thing that made me fall in love with Elmwood was when I was introduced to the lot books. They are um, gorgeous red leather. They're like this. Oh, I have seen they're them. They're massive and they're beautiful and you open them up and then there's a drawing of everybody's, all the lot owners and everybody who's buried on the lots. And it's all handwriting. Every oh, bit of it. Wow. It's all the old handwriting and, you know, if you work there long enough, you begin to figure out whose handwriting is whose and what era it was because, like I said, there's not a lot of turnover in our office. So, like, people become attached to this the work. Yeah. Sort of. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, so you go in the archives, we've got boxes of photographs, we've got um, 
just wide-ranging documents. And if you look inside of the file folders, and pick one at random, one of them, it may only have one piece of paper in it. But then you'll open up another. I think that my file folder on Robert Church, who's, who's the South's first black billionaire, and he's buried at Elmwood, I think I've got three file folders on him. They're this fat, about three inches fat, to say, and they're like yeah. crammed in there because there's so much on him. So yeah. Yeah. it ranges by person. We try to grab the obituary on everybody. We try to grab the funeral program on everybody. If, if family members will share anything with us, we'll, we're glad to have it um, wow. because it adds to the tapestry of the place. So what we did, um, the Community Foundation had, has this great grant um, mm-hmm. that I can't recommend enough for, for nonprofits. It's the Capacity Building Grant. And right before the pandemic started... I applied for this grant. Well, we spent two years, well, not two years. We spent almost a year working on a strategic plan, got that in place, and then we're going to apply for this nonprofit capacity building grant. That's cool. And then we did it, and then we got it. And then I had to fundraise the other half of it because it's matching. We did that. That was very exciting. So we raised the money enough so that we could purchase this program, this online platform. It's called Web Cemeteries. Okay. And um, take our old database, which was very challenging because it was an. It started off as DBase. I don't know if anybody's old enough listening to this I podcast do. to know what DBase is. Yeah. Do you know? It's a DOS-based. Oh. Just leave it at that. Yeah. It's DOS-based. Okay. That's all. So um, older than both of us. <laughs> and I'm 47. Okay. So um, then uh, it turned into an access database. <laughs> and then they had to, honey, and she's laughing because she knows. She's just, just funny. You've gone through all of them. I've gone through all of it. <laughs> so then they had to take all of that information and marry it into this web cemeteries platform in a way that made sense. Right. Well, that, there's the key. It, was, it has to make sense. It was like taking apart a cross stitch. I don't know how else to describe it. It was very interesting, but I'm very glad that we did it. We our timing was good. The project took longer than we thought it was going to. Of course, any good any good project like that yeah. is going to. Yep. But it took longer than we thought it was going to because um, how complicated it was and the complication of the pandemic was thrown into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but we had, there was a lot of scanning. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of there were a lot of emails and phone calls and a lot of planning deciphering records that in a book that where the it might be so faded that you can That's barely what I was, yeah. Yeah. What? yeah 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 oh, wow. there's not i mean we we are the authority there's nobody okay. else to ask right so okay. you you have to using your tedious. using your institutional Ooh. knowledge you have to make best guess as well okay. yeah. best guesses and that's what that's what we're charged to do yep so, anyway, it was a very exciting project. Thank you so much for asking about that. Letting well, me talk tell about you, our database. Absolutely. It's, really great. it's online. Yes. It's online, folks. So, if you're listening to this, elmwoodcemetery.org, you can go on our website and um, you just uh, explore mm-hmm. and burial search. Mm-hmm. And you can look up anybody who's buried there. And in some cases, uh, people have shared photographs with us. We've uploaded them. You can share letters. You can share video clips. You can share newspaper articles. We will upload it to their online profile and then share that information with the rest of the world. So it's almost like a Elmwood's Wikipedia page on everybody who's buried there. Wow. And... We, I, I hate to admit this, but we lost a family member who was buried there. We couldn't find her. Sure. And I actually just went in a couple of weeks ago and just was like, I wonder where she is. And there she popped up. Amen. 
done. There's just now I know customer testimonials. Yep. You so, can't you can't buy that. Now so I know where she is. I'm excited <laughs> because I know listen, where most everybody is, but not her. Listen, most people don't know where their loved ones are. This is nothing to be ashamed of. It have we get asked that's what we do literally every day that we're wor- at work is help people find where their people are buried, and it's the same at every cemetery. Yeah, and when you make changes like you did with the, I guess the western fence got a change to yes, it, we and had, I would orient myself towards the western fence, and I was like, oh gosh, now where? I don't. Yep. We had to replace the fence; it went rotten. 2016. Man, I'm. <laughs> this I have an Elmwood fan in this room. Really? What is her I, name again? Yes. What is the thing? What are you a taffy? What a taffy? A taffophile. She's an Elmwood taffophile. No, literally. That's she's good. Been, she's been so giddy about this. I know at the beginning you you said that I was extremely patient with getting you on this yeah, scheduled. You. Mary, like every day, would be like, Wait, when, when are we doing it? When, when, are we doing when it? is Kim Bearden <laughs> coming on? When are we talking about Elmwood? Let's I tell get it people going. to go there. That's it's a really great lunch date in spring mm-hmm. when, or in autumn and there's a like a light there in may yes that it, it 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 it's like being in italy i mean it's there's a palpable sense of the color of the atmosphere when you're there it's gorgeous i would also say november mm-hmm. I, november is an underrated month the first 3 weeks of november everything is gold and red mm-hmm. it is Beautiful. So I agree with you. you. Just there are certain times of year where it's just. But I'm not gonna lie. I love it when it snows at Elmwood. Oh, I, I bet. Love it. So gorgeous. Oh my goodness. Well, that's I a that's it. a perk for you because we can't get over that bridge. Sure, right. So and you I, can. Yeah, I'm the troll on the other side of the bridge. This is true. <laughs> that's a perk of your position. It is. You get to see yeah, it I, know, I know all the secret entrances yeah. too. Yeah, she gets all this uh, all the great views. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you just changed the dial and are just now joining us, you are listening to Meanwhile in Memphis on WYXR Radio 91.7 FM, and we are chatting with Kim Bearden, the executive director at Elmwood Cemetery. So I just wanted to make sure that if anybody was just now flipping over to us, they knew who we were chatting with. Um, What would you want the average Memphian to know about Elmwood? Oh my gosh. I think that if you... Okay, first of all, if you move to Memphis, Elmwood needs to be one of the first places that you visit. We have an audio tour that you can stream um, Mm -hmm. and from your car's Bluetooth, Ooh. drive through the cemetery grounds. It's an hour and 15 minutes. It's not going to kill you. Yeah, I promise you. you <laughs> is, can... is that the tagline? <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> that was so clever. You won't end up here. I didn't even realize I did that. You just, thank you, ma'am. That was good. So I've heard all the jokes, and sometimes I mean, they come at me, and I'm like, oh, that's good. Uh-huh. Yeah. File that away um, for later. Yeah, for sure. It's like um, Starry Nights, but yeah. just different. <laughs> Just turn your radio. Side. Turn your radio to the, to the Bluetooth. That's right. You just drive on through. <laughs> so it's that's. But um, you can do it in inclement weather. You can do it when it's super hot outside. You can do it when it's cold, and you can pause it and get out of your car and explore a little bit. Easy thing to do. Ten bucks. Um, it will acclimate you to the city. You will get the vibe. I think you will definitely get the vibe of Memphis. And because we've chosen some funny stories and some sad stories, and uh, so anyway. That is what I would say, even if you have lived here for a long time, but definitely for people who have just moved here, you got to do the audio tour of Elmwood or come take a walking tour with me. Um, I love walking through the cemetery. I see, I, here's the thing. When you've done as many tours as I have, you go, oh, man, like I have to give a tour this Friday. Like I'm so lazy in my heart. <laughs> when I get cranked up, 
and ready and I get out there and I start giving the tour, I get so excited and like I can't quit. Like I have to make it's like Kim, they're only here for ninety minutes. You can't <laughs> keep them for here here forever. I love taking people through and showing them Kim's favorites. Kim's what are fa- some I was of about your to favorites? Say, now that you've shared, <clears throat> I love Kim's favorites. Kim's favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my favorites. There are some madams that are buried on wood that are very interesting. Yes, there are. Mm-hmm. They Mary, are. Mary, would you like to also? Do you have some I, favorite I don't madams know who, at Elmwood? I do not have any favorite madams at Elmwood. But they're yellow fever related. Yes, they are. So you have to understand the history of yellow fever to understand the city of Memphis. Truly, yes. To this day, you have to, because it will explain everything. Um, now, they're not up with uh, the martyrs, the Episcopal martyrs, are they? No, but wow, I'm impressed that you know that. <laughs> are you Episcopalian? <laughs> <laughs> Mary, I wasn't kidding about the Do you want to become a tour guide? Um, no, Mary, Mary loves someone. No, oh, that's good. Seriously. That's great. Yeah. That's, I, I think it's wonderful. Um, no, they're, they're all over a couple hills from them. Yeah. Okay. But they both, um, both of the madams who were buried at Elmwood, I think, were sort of the ultimate Memphians. Like they were a little bit bad in their life. They um, had a little grit. They had yeah. grit. Yeah. And they, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you were going to say they had grit. They yeah. had grit. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, we hey, had to do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it's, it, you left it open. I know. Anyway. This is a PG podcast, Kim. Jeez. <laughs> so, so they were a little bit shady in their lives. But when the yellow fever epidemics hit, they closed their brothels and turned them mm-hmm. into makeshift hospitals. Shut right up. And, that is kind. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they kept the people, like, and the people who were getting sick were people who had no family members. So they may have been sailors in on ships who did not, I mean, they Completely were. Completely isolated, Or yeah. people who were working on the railroad right. or, you know, because Memphis has always been a transient town. Yep. It's it's a pass-through town. This is a transportation hub, right? Mm-hmm. We, both all, we all get that. Yep. It's always been that way. So anyway, both of the ladies, both of them did that. And it's um, it's just, they're just really great stories. I don't want to tell the whole story. You have to come take a tour of Elmwood yeah. to get the whole story. I was about to say, though, I was, one of my other questions was, who is your favorite resident? If oh, you could God. only pick one. Okay, so this one's a good one. My favorite story so okay, far. Story or resident. So far. Somebody yes. will, this will get, I mean, and, and just like. Uh, this changes all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I find out new stories, and I'll go, oh, God. And you just kind of stew on it for a while because it's it it lines up with something you're maybe going through in your life or mm-hmm. some reference that you want to make. Um, there's this lady buried at Elmwood. Her name was Evelyn Estes. And she, uh, I think she died in 1998. It's irrelevant when she died because what she did when she was alive was amazing. She, when she was 21 years old, she left Memphis on horseback and and rode over the, the bridge and rode her horse to uh, California. Holy. What? Yes. <laughs> it's a long ride. Yes, it is a long ride. And what? She didn't, I know. And it was before interstates existed. Oh, before Route her, 66. Yeah, I was about to say, it took her longer than it would today even doing sure. that. Oh, yep, absolutely. Geez. But what an adventure uh-huh. for a young wow. woman to do on her own. The newspapers covered her like leaving the town, leaving town. She was called Calamity Jane's little sister. How um, cute. Yeah, like all the towns that she visited along the way. She had no people. May I also say this? She did not line this trip up. Like she didn't have friends along the way she made friends along the way and I like, I like her spirit mm-hmm. I know that's it's very cool and she wrote she kept a diary it's in the Memphis room at the public library <gasps> anybody can go read it 
Barry, I know what you're doing on Saturday. <laughs> screenplay. <laughs> I know somebody needs to write the screenplay because some she did she like she had some really cool encounters. But I just love the idea that a young woman at that time period was like, forget it. I have to go and do this. The road is calling me. The world is calling me. I have to go experience it. So she's one of my. I love her story. I love that. Um, there are so, there are lots of so others. So many. I need to come get a tour with you. Um, you mentioned it a little bit that it should be one of the first stops for someone if you're new to Memphis or even if you've lived in Memphis for a long time. But can you go into a little bit about? why the history of Elmwood is so important to the city of Memphis. You touched on it with the yellow fever and stuff like that, but just historical context and sure. like that. So Elmwood was founded in 1852. Um, there was a lot happening. You know, Memphis had just been founded in 1819. So it wasn't that old. It was like 33 years old. Did yeah. I do that math mm-hmm. correctly? It no. was 33 well, years old by the time the city was founded. Okay. So uh, when you think about that, um, Memphis was super small. Of course, it was in its early days. Can you? And I like to sometimes imagine what it was like settling this place. You know, so interesting. The tree. I, you read mm-hmm. the early ro- accounts of people who have come into the city to settle it, and they talk about the thick trees mm-hmm. and the mosquitoes that were as big as the palm of your hand. And how, some things never change. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Memphis, the beautiful. Right. Right. <laughs> How dirty it was because there was no sewer system until after the civil, after the yellow fever, um, uh, that so much that they had to overcome just to live here. And they almost and so many people thought, talked about in the writings giving up and just leaving because it was just too much. It was too too mosquitoey, too disease infested. I mean, it was just for too years hard. they yeah. had back to back cholera and malaria mm. and yellow fever epidemics. Like it hit nonstop. The yeah, I know. It's I would a not lot. have survived. I'm a fragile person. As um, am I. I love air conditioning. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> Me and my pill case would have had a hard time. Me and my allergy medicine might not have survived. <laughs> Can you imagine having to be in Memphis without allergy? I mean, like, forget the mosquitoes, but, like, truly, me and my Zyrtec would have been (laughs) gone with that first plague, Kim. I know. It's so much to think about. Packing up with my Zyrtec and heading out. I know. Mm -hmm. No kidding. Mm -mm. So, um... Elmwood is is seated in that history because we were around from the earliest days. Uh, There were several other cemeteries that were located in downtown Memphis that were declared public nuisances. They were closed, yeah, because um, nobody was taking care of them. Hmm. They weren't... tending to the grass, the monuments. Monuments, people have don't believe this sometimes, but monuments will tip over on their own if they're not seated properly or if it if the ground gets super wet, sometimes they will get oh. it, it, like it, you know, it's just, the earth that has the final say on everything. Oh, so that's, yeah. It does. Yeah. Letting the, the, Mary is that going to be the title of your autobiography <laughs> one day? <laughs> the earth has the final say. The earth has the final say. <laughs> but yeah, so so anyway, um uh Anyway, so those cemeteries were closed down, and those many of those, most of those residents were disinterred and brought out to Elmwood, reburied in the cemetery. I know. Isn't that okay. interesting? Yes. I know. Yeah. How about that? The old Winchester Cemetery uh, was, was was the major one, and the, but there was another one called the Butler Morris Cemetery. It was located in, in, on the um, South Memphis, um, which is really South Bain. No, it wasn't really South, South Memphis, Memphis, but yeah. in the thriving metropolis that was <laughs> Memphis, was, which was all of Main Street. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So anyway, those people were disinterred, moved over to Elmwood. And so that's where you get a great, in the earliest days of the cemetery, you get a big influx of residents. Residents. Okay. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I would say that since that time, it, it, it always, when new cemeteries open up the world over, and I've, I've read a lot about this, it takes time for people to warm to the idea of using them because you, you have to create a relationship with the people who work there and yeah. how are they going to take care of that? Nobody wants to go first. Mm-hmm. It's the whole thing. Hmm. Um, Literally. It's true. Yes. No. Yeah. That, this is true. So uh, uh, that established someone's relationship with the community, and then and and from that moment on, I think that you know we have people buried there who worked on the major parts of the city. Um, you know, the, we're in the we're you know. The Falls building downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Falls family's buried mm-hmm. at Elmwood. They've got one of the most beautiful, one of my favorite monuments at Elmwood. Oh. Yeah, it's really... Um, as we're, This is a lovely episode as we're about to say so long to the, the Falls, Falls building. building. Uh-huh. This is our last episode here. I know, and I love that, that this is sort of kismet, right? Yeah. But anyway, um, just one of my favorites. And when the Falls building was built, I don't know what you know about this building, but like it was the tallest building in town for a long time. And Mary, did you know that? I'm looking at you. <laughs> learning something as every day. It's not surprising that I don't know these things. I, it is surprising when Mary I, does not know a fact. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, huh. a lot of the people who built the buildings that we are surrounded by, that have the names that we recognize, that our street names are yeah. represented at Elmwood, Overton Park, the Overton family is buried at Elmwood. Um, gosh, the Treadwell family, um, the McLemores, the, the Winchesters, the Win- oh, yeah, um, the Crump family uh-huh. represented at Elmwood. Of course, everybody recognizes these names as they are attached to schools and streets and businesses. But also, you know, when you work at the cemetery, you get to know the people as well because you know their descendants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. very neat. Um, civil rights leaders, uh, you know. Dr. Hooks is buried at Elmwood. Yes, mm-hmm. I did know that. And his wife, Frances, buried at Elmwood. Um, gosh, uh, I could do, hang on, I just, Billy Kyle's mm-hmm. buried at Elmwood. I'm honored to have these people buried at Elmwood. Um, gosh, who else? Uh, Marvin Ratner's buried at Elmwood. Judge Sugarman's buried at Elmwood. Uh, a lot of civil rights leaders um, buried there and that's not all. I mean, we've got people from every major American war buried at Elmwood, mm-hmm. including the Civil War, is well represented at Elmwood. There are uh, many Confederate veterans buried at Elmwood, like a thousand of them. There are also two Union generals buried at Elmwood, which mm-hmm. is unusual because most of the Union general Union troops were disinterred and moved elsewhere. Right. That's it, just what happened. Um, gosh, I could do this all day long. Here's the point. There's a ev- really every major American moment that touched Elmwood, and they all do, or touched Memphis, touched Elmwood in some way. Uh, gosh, we do. Okay, so one of the people that is a little esoteric for, for general population, um, the man who invented the rotary lift is buried at Elmwood. His name, I know. So what is the rotary lift? Yeah. Oh, it is a rotary lift. Mr. Peter Lunati is buried at Elmwood. This is just one person, but he's definitely touched your life. If you've ever gotten into an elevator, he's touched your life. Uh Because Hmm. he invented the rotary lift. He made a gazillion dollars um, selling his patent to Dover elevators. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I know. Isn't that great? Mm -hmm. Interesting. (laughs) I got to know his daughter. She died just a couple of years ago. Very, very happy to get to know her. She was the sweetest thing in the whole wide world. She talk, she used to tell me about how 
uh, President Truman would call her father on the phone. Wow. And she would answer the phone, hello? <laughs> this is the president calling for <laughs> Peter Lunati. residents. I mean, like, <laughs> what? what? Um, Hi, Harry. I know. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, so... Memphis is seated in the crossroads of all those historical moments. Mm-hmm. Like I said, yellow fever is critical to the city's history. Medical history is buried at Elmwood Cemetery. Yeah. Um, the founder of Campbell's Clinic's buried mm-hmm. at Elmwood. Dr. Campbell's buried at Elmwood. I think that that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I've, I have this great, there's this great photograph of him standing with some other surgeons. And just you look at him and you think, okay, so you wrote the book on orthopedic or orthopedics that's amazing but they're also such big guys because you know like in medical school the big the big people the strong guys are always chosen to be orthopedics because they can break the bones back into place and that's really gross but okay so that's what happens though <laughs> okay so that's what <laughs> yeah. so, I love that you're like oh calm down no it's a super I know it's oogie but it is oogie and, and everybody in that picture is like a super big kind of dude it just um I don't know. Uh, did I answer your question? Yes, you did. I feel did. like I have just rambled. No. And that's the great thing about podcasts is that you can do that. Absolutely it is. I just think it's so interesting because of all the reasons that we've already talked about. Elmwood is an active cemetery. Mm-hmm. It is an event space. It is something... I really like the name of your upcoming event, The Soul of the City, because I feel like even more in recent years... A lot of us have like kind of latched on to that and being like, oh, Memphis has got soul like our, you know, our city has a heartbeat like this is, you know, it's it's truly Memphis. And so to like really take that to the next level of being like, no, we really have soul and this is how deep it runs and like the centuries old that this is, it's just really neat. And so I love that it provides so many different avenues for information for our city and for our community. That's a, that's well put. Mm-hmm. That's well put. I'm glad that you feel that way. I do, too. I think that it is a crossroads um, of um, history and culture for all of us. And I think cemeteries in general are that way to go yeah. back to your I mean, I because so. I feel the same way about, uh, of course, I feel that I'm on the home team. I mean, I love Elmwood. <laughs> I think it's the best. But I will also say that I go to all, when I travel, I go to other cemeteries. Holly Springs has a beautiful sh- <clears throat> cemetery. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. They sure do. It's small, but it's really <clears throat> beautiful. They sure do. I'm, I love visiting other, El- there are like 27 Elmwood cemeteries oh, in the I United States. That. Yeah, I bet. So I like visiting the other Elmwoods. There is an Elmwood in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh-huh. Where I went to college. Okay. It's where Bear Bryant is buried. Uh. Okay. People call us all the time looking for where's Bear Bryant. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Sorry, he is not here. He is in Birmingham. The internet did that to us. Because when you do this, you type in Elmwood Cemetery, we have a strong web presence. We're the first Elmwood that comes up. So they call us. They don't even look to see the no area code. <laughs> Just flex that a, yeah, little, a little bit. bit. Yes, I know. Of all the Elmwoods, Memphis is the top Google hit. Just so our listeners hear that loud and clear. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Hey, you know, this city has a lot to be proud of. A whole lot. I love Memphis. I love living here. I, I don't see myself leaving because I love it here so much. And I want to be I want to do everything that I can in my professional life to support my organization so that the city can can say, oh, yeah, we've got this really cool cemetery that does all these really cool things. Come on, let's go take a tour, but i got to show you this place. I want to be a part of that. I, want to, I don't mm-hmm. want Elmwood to be left out of 
that story, the story and, of Memphis. Yeah. And of the conversation about great historic mm-hmm. occurrences and places and things like that. Um, I'm sure the residents, when no one's around, are really having a good time. I hope that they appreciate what we do. I, you know, we have a, um, one of the phenomena. Mm-hmm is people visiting the cemetery and not wanting to step off the path and on people's grave sites. So if you are of a certain age and you grew up in the South, which I think that both of you grew up Mm -hmm. in the South, that that wouldn't maybe sound unfamiliar to you. Yeah, because you you need to be respectful. Exactly. I would say a little counter to that. Yes, you always need to be respectful in in your life. Like, let's right. you need to act right. <laughs> but you also need to remember that these people put up these really beautiful monuments for you to come and read them. They didn't want you to stay away from them. In life, we hug each other. We shake each other's hands. We want to have contact with one another. So um, when school children come for tours, they are often... These days, uh, we do not take our children to cemeteries like we did back in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just doesn't happen because we have no need to because people live longer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're one of those parents that takes your kid to a cemetery. You get to go on an elementary school field trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they come to the cemetery, and they're really nervous, and they don't want to step off the path and go and look at the monuments because that's what you do on the tour. It's like, come over here and stand in the grass, and it's okay. We have to explain that to them, that these people wanted you to visit them. Um, You're you're not throwing down and having a party. You're you're being respectful. You're okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, But, yeah, I understand uh, that sort of sentiment, that sort of reticence. So that's that's just one thing that happens that— we have to kind of counsel people through, like, it's okay. You're okay. You're here. You're you're good. So talking about that, I have, I kind of have one, I have a couple final questions. Mary, unless you have a couple, do you want to make sure you No, I just want, have one thing that's driving, uh, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What do you want to ask? <laughs> What happened? What it's happened? ongoing. I cannot comment on okay. that. Okay. I wondered. I wondered if it was over. <laughs> no, it's not over. It's ongoing. And if you're wondering what Mary's asking about, it has been written up in the newspaper. There's an article about Bill, by Bill Drees about it. It was very well done. Mm-hmm. It was and well there done. Is a, there, there is a claim that um, the Sundance Kid is buried at Elmwood. And Elmwood... And that's, that's you it. can go look it up. And that's the claim. And that's, that's the claim. The claim. That's the, a, end. the end. I mean, that's the end. Okay. But it's not. Um, because I have a few more questions that okay. are not controversial. Mary, I invite you into my it's studio. Okay. It's in the paper. I mean, it's okay. And it's, it's, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not sweating it. It's okay. fun. It's interesting. No, I will say that. No matter what happens at the end of this roller coaster that we're on with the Sundance Kid right now, uh-huh. I have a great story to share with I'm people sure when it's you, over. Yeah, you sure do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when you were talking a little bit about the sentiment and how sometimes kids or adults or whatever get a little bit like woo-woo about being at a cemetery, I call these kind of encounters thin places. But I think you can kind of see where I'm going with this. Have, do you have any experiences in your tenure at Elmwood that you're like, hmm, that was an interesting, like, like spine-tingling, like, warm hug feel, like, not creepy, but just... Well, I'm so glad that you asked me that question. A because it gives place. me the... No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And at Elmwood, we sort of call that the Elmwood effect. Okay, okay, okay. You can... 
thin place is a great description, though, because it's more democratic. You can take mm-hmm. it to any place. Okay. Um, so we, I have had a couple of experiences. Mine is nothing. I'm a pretty skeptical person in okay. my life. Just generally. Um, okay. I'm just generally okay. skeptical. I, I just am. And <laughs> so uh, I was at work some years ago. I was walking down the hallway of the, you know, 150-some-odd-year-old mm-hmm. building that I work in. And to cut to the chase, I heard somebody whistling. I was 100% alone at work. There was nobody in the cemetery. It was just me because I was there waiting for a tour group to show up. Um, The gates were locked. Um, uh, The whistling, I immediately knew a couple of things when I heard it. That is not emanating from the kind of thing that should be whistling. That's not where whistles usually come from. (laughs) That is a friendly tune, uh, but it is... It made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Hmm. Did you recognize the tune at all? Nope. Oh, sure didn't. So interesting. I, I wonder if you could like place it or. But anything. it definitely made me go, "Oh, buddy!" I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I looked around. I looked out the windows to see. I mean, I checked yeah. around. There was nobody there. There have been a couple other things, and so that makes me. Uh, I want to say to everybody that I have been asked this question so many times. It's the number one question I get asked. Oh, I get, really? Really? It's not who's famous buried there. It's not. It, it, the number one question, it's, have you ever seen a ghost at Elmwood? Or yes, have you ever experienced a ghost? Supernatural activity, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So because of that, I created a presentation that I do. It's called From the Beyond, From the Beyond uh, uh, Ghost Spiritualism and Cemeteries. And hmm. I'm doing it on Sunday, October 30th in the chapel at Elmwood at 1 p.m. So if you want to hear the full story, please come and mm-hmm. uh, I, awesome. I serve the drinks and the snacks. And I'm going to have a tarot card reader present. Dinner and a show from yes, Kim. That's right. <laughs> and Great. we will talk about the, the history of spiritualism in the United States, oh. how it touches Memphis, Tennessee, and Elmwood. We will talk about the G word. We will oh, talk about, you. yep. We will mm-hmm. do it. So. so interesting and a great, a great day just ahead of Halloween. Yeah. I yep. see what you did there. You see what I did there. Picking up what you're putting down, Kim. <laughs> Picking it up. I see it. Um, and then we have one final question that we ask most of our um, guests is, what does being a Memphian mean to you? Oh, gosh. It means my family. It's family. There's no place I couldn't go in the city and connect to somebody. I can. I am connected to everybody here. I've had the great fortune of being here my whole life. And so I know I, I could go into any neighborhood and be connected to my home people in two shakes. So I mm-hmm. think it means family to me. I love that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that we did not cover today that you want the, the general Memphis community to know about you or about Elmwood? Um, I think that you have been such an excellent interviewer. Thank you very Thank much. You, you both That's have. very kind. I, you've asked the big questions, but I would remind everybody that Elmwood is amazing. It is spectacular. It is one of the things you should be proud about, about Memphis, and you really need to come see it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And how can people follow along? You already met, uh, mentioned the website, I think, earlier. We but. do have a great website, but we're also on the Facebook. We are on Instagram, not so much on Twitter, uh, but Facebook and Instagram are for sure. The best, the best place to go. I hang out there a lot. I am also the social media manager. As you do, yeah, for, for, <laughs> for a small nonprofit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Wears many hats. Well, I really appreciate having you today. This, this has been, been delightful. Thank you Very for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. Until next time. Bye. Bye bye. 
What a lovely episode, Mary. Wasn't that fun? It was. It was lots of fun. I knew that you would um, be the right person for this, but I I think I underestimated just how correct for this you would be. (laughs) It's such a a wonderful spot, and it's such a jewel for the city, and it's, um, you know, it's always been a very special place for me. I just love it. I love it. Well, that passion definitely came through um, for both you and Kim and for me. And so it's really exciting. So I hope, our, I hope our listeners pick up on that. A few little housekeeping things before we let you go today, dear listener. A reminder that New Memphis is a local nonprofit, as is Elmwood Cemetery. So we would encourage you to give with your heart and your wallet and make sure that you are making donations to those places around our city that you hope will continue. And we hope that New Memphis and both Elmwood are on that list. So you can also (laughs) find that big red donate button on newmemphis.org and give with your heart. So until next Tuesday, bye. This week's episode was made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com. Dot com.